The Sloppy Sorting Hat is a podcast that includes adult language and content, as well as spoilers from your favorite TV shows, movies, and books. It is also a zero-budget production that may sometimes have weird audio quirks. You have been warned, and this is your last warning. Welcome to the Sloppy Sorting Hat. This is a podcast where we sort characters from our favorite movies, books, and TV shows, but because the hat and we are a little sloppy, we will most likely be getting it wrong. Today we'll be getting mad and BUIing and doing some other fun stuff. Today we're sorting the characters of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, and I wonder how many times we will call Sweet Dee a bird. <laughs> but first, we gotta get sloppy. Ready, Fred? Ready, George? Awesome, Zach. So I'll start us off with a little old better beer. Today I am drinking from Brewdog, the Pulp Patriot Milkshake IPA. Oh, and God. <laughs> so because this is a patriotic ale i mean what could be more patriotic than putting the word patriot on there and also milkshakes <laughs> i thought that i would adapt a sunny classic to a little magical britain patriotism if you'll allow me so here we go we'll allow <laughs> <laughs> gonna rise up gonna kick a little ass gonna kick some ass in hogwarts gonna murder my blood's gonna make a horcrux gonna fly on a hippogriff i'm gonna kick some bum i'm gonna have no nose gonna rule this world gonna kick some ass gonna rise up gonna kick a little ass Murder, Horcrux, and Hippogriff. <laughs> I guess I should have mentioned that before I started that, that it's from Voldemort's perspective. He's pretty Love patriotic it. if you think about it in the sort of like fascism Hitler kind of way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that was amazing. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely loved it. Oh, he's definitely a Hitler type of person. <laughs> Pulp Patriot Milkshake IPA. Murder, Horcrux, and Hippogriff. That so, sounds delicious. Yeah, not the murder of the Horcrux and the Hippogriff. But yeah, I just kind of want to know, do you like it? <laughs> oh my God, it's amazing. I love it. So Jim has been getting me these like BrewDog 12 packs every time he makes a grocery run during this trying time. And <laughs> the way it works is it comes with the Hazy Jane, the Elvis Juice, and the Punk IPA, which are all great. And then it comes with like whatever seasonal thing they have. And so the last two times he's got it for me, it's come with this Pulp Patriot and it's phenomenal. It's like on the top of my beer list from now on. It's great. Oh, I need to try it. Amanda, what are you drinking? I am drinking a beer from Arche Brewery. I just want to shout out to them. I am li- liking to support the local breweries during this time. As you know, they're not getting much money in. And by this time, we mean the pandemic COVID. quarantine. <laughs> we mean COVID. <laughs> the Rona. The Rona. I am drinking, it's called Bunker. It's a Belgian wit beer. And doesn't have a very good description, but I'll read it anyways. A Belgian white developed with award-winning S-A-A-Z, home brewer, don't know what that means, Mike Yingling, a very pleasant, easy drinking beer featuring coriander. So nothing really to do with It's Always Sunny. I just wanted to support this brewery because they are incredible. And the beer is delicious. It is, I think it's 5%, so not that strong, but good. Danny, what are you drinking? I'm drinking the Christian Moorline 7 hyphen bison. Christian Moorline is a local brewery in Cincinnati, Ohio. Which is basically the butt of Ohio. <laughs> Shout out to all my friends in Cincinnati. Love you guys. The beer's fine. I don't really like hyphenbisons, but the seven reminded me, you know, the lucky, the most magical number in Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. So that's the name of it. And that's it. It's fine. It's beer. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. Right. I don't. I'm so confused as to how you don't like hypoisins. They're like my favorite beer. Well, this one time Michelle had a backyard wedding, and I did a keg stand with hypoisin, and ever since I haven't liked it. That- <laughs> I mean, I did two 
keg stands and had a very rough night. And uh, I still like Hypovisin, so I don't know how that was. That, turned that was the night I started liking Hypovisin. <laughs> <laughs> well, it apparently affected us differently. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. Yeah, you decided never to drink Hypovisin again, and I decided to try to get somebody to smash a beer can on my forehead. <laughs> and, no one, and no one would smash a beer on the bride's forehead. I don't know why. Just want to point shout out, out, amazing wedding, by the way. <laughs> shout out to my friend Kevin, who bore the brunt of that, and I somehow managed to like split part of his, like the top of his nose open with whatever I was, whatever shenanigans I was trying to pull, and um, I do not remember. No way! You did you actually smash a? a like beer I was trying head? to get him to smash the beer can on my forehead, and he was like being a gentleman. What ended up happening was like the beer can slipped and cut his nose in his attempt to make me not kill myself. So and I, the uh-huh. next day, I think I saw him and I was like, what happened? He was like, oh, you don't remember. You don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember any of that. Yeah, it was a very fuzzy night for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, still so the only. one and only time I've done one. One and only, yeah. While we get sloppy, like, you know, the gang all the time, let's play Dude, Where's My Broom? Besides, you don't even know how to fly. What an Okay, guys, I was, you know, riding my broom. I might have had a couple drinks. I landed somewhere and I can't figure out where I landed. <laughs> okay. I'm somewhere in the wizardly world and I need you guys to figure out where I am. Here are some clues of things I see. I see a cliff. It's a big old cliff. Okay. <laughs> Any guesses? Oh, Just shout gonna, it out. I was going to say the place where they find the necklace horcrux. No. Okay, okay, there's a large body of water nearby. <laughs> okay, still thinking where the place where they found this. The, I mean, I don't think they go to this place in Harry Potter, but is it the White Cliffs of Dover? <laughs> no, okay. it's not. Wait, is it the place that they go and get the necklace Horcrux? Because that no. actually. Oh yeah, guess the a... yeah, guess the same thing again, Amanda. Oh, is that what you guessed? <laughs> no, you guessed that. Wait. I already said no. I said no. Oh. oh, I know, but I thought it was like a formal name. Oh, no, no. Sorry. It's just okay. not that at all. I don't think okay. there's a, there might be a name. I don't know what I it is. I think there is. Never we'll mind. save that for another dude. Where's my broom? Anyway, <laughs> I see lavender. Oh, wait. No, wait. I see sea lavender. <laughs> God. <laughs> so what do you see so far? I'm confused. A cliff in a large body of water and sea lavender. Wow. Okay. No There's guesses. lots of sand. Oh, is, is it, it um, Shell Cottage? It is Shell Cottage. Shell Cottage. Damn it. Yeah. I was going to guess that. I was right going to, my last one was going to be I see a small white tombstone. Aww, oh, dog. Bummer. Too soon. Too soon, Danny. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. Yeah, too soon. It's been uh, like a decade. It's too soon. Always going to be too soon, me. Michelle. I win that one. <laughs> my I win that one song. That was really good. Thank you. You just Almost as good as that other song you sang a little bit ago. Okay, guys, it's time to start. But before we do, I just want to say these are tough times we're living in. And by that, I'm referring to the pandemic. And I think we should... COVID. The Rona. I'm referring to Rona. And I think we should think like Frank in these trying times. So we don't know how many years we have left on this earth. So I'm going to get real weird with it. Ooh. When I call your name, you will come forth. I shall place a sorting hat on your head, and you will be sorted into your houses. All right, so I'm up first. (laughs) 
I like it. <laughs> I'm sorting Mac's mom, Mrs. Mac. Mrs. Mac is in Ravenclaw and in fact might be the smartest person on the entire show. Here's the biggest example of that. When as part of some kind of scheme or other, Dennis tries to bang her, she turns him down straight up. She doesn't care what he looks like when he pops a shirt off. She does not care about the implication or any of that. She just says, I don't find you attractive. I think you're an ugly man. You go, girl. <laughs> you go, Mrs. Mac. Tell that creep to fuck off. That's the wrong. <laughs> yeah, and it. she's a chain smoker. And that's oh, yeah. smart. Yeah. So she's very smart by smoking those cigarettes. <laughs> you're going to do it, like go all the way. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Very wise, I think. Okay. So I'm up next, and I have Charlie's mom. I don't know what her name is, but I'm also Charlie's putting. Mom. Okay, Charlie's mom. And she's also going to Ravenclaw. You know, moms are all smart, so that must be it. But anyway, she came up with that whole Santa presence prostitution idea. And that's pretty smart. And until Charlie found out about the prostitution part of the whole thing. <laughs> I try not to use the word scheme. <laughs> because that would promote. You even put him in, yeah, you, you exactly. Right. So, you know, until Charlie found out about the prostitution part, he kind of had fond memories of Christmas. So it was all she was making money. She was making her kid happy is all around she getting some. She was getting some. It's a good idea. She's really smart. Yeah, she's a whore. <laughs> but a smart one <laughs> but a smart whore she also had that failed abortion mm -hmm. yeah which like it kind of <laughs> you know left yeah she was smart enough to know she should have got rid of charlie uh, it just didn't take <laughs> uh, i don't know that's all i have for charlie's mom <laughs> I, like I like it She's charlie's mom has got it going on <laughs> all right i have a cricket <laughs> rickety yeah so i am going to start cricket i think a rickety cricket should be in hufflepuff his love for Dee literally makes him quit the priesthood so he can be with her she's just a bird <laughs> she is. imagine <laughs> quitting the priesthood for a bird <laughs> i think that that shows a lot of dedication for Dee. i believe he is really hardworking, especially when it came to the dance off that they had at patty's pub with Patty's pub being the prize, even though he still loses the contest, I think he put in a great effort teaming up with the waitress. Cricket then becomes homeless, gets addicted to cocaine, and mentions that dogs try to have sex with the hole in his throat. <laughs> and that's just a really bad image and not sure how it relates to Hufflepuff whatsoever, but just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> I mean, if he lets the dogs, then that's, you know, some kindness. <laughs> there you go. So maybe the fact that he is so patient with being homeless and just keeps allowing the game to scheme on him, question mark. <laughs> Either way, very disappointing that Cricket became so terrible and cringy to look at because I really liked him in the beginning when he made, he first made his appearance. Oh, yeah. I felt so bad for oh, him. Yeah, I do feel bad for Cricket. So bad. Because he was actually very handsome. And now he's like, ugh. Terrible. Didn't he have like an opportunity to get out of his situation, but he just was like, nah, I just want the cocaine anyway. It's fine. I'm cool with being homeless. I, mean, I think it's more PCP. <laughs> oh, is it? Okay. But is, well, is the it one... No, I kind of thought it was a meth. I don't know. Oh, I, well, I think it's a variety of things. But the one episode <laughs> I think you're referring to is when his dad is like, come and work for the business again or whatever. And that episode is specifically PCP. And he has a whole hallucination where he's like, oh, yeah, I decide not to smoke it. And then he goes and works there and he, like, saves the day or whatever. And then it flashes back to him, like, in the bathroom. And he just, he's like, oh, shit, no, I smoked this PCP. And then just hallucinating. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. 
I mean, it really shows addiction and how hard it is. <laughs> All right, Danny. <laughs> I'm up next and I'm sorting Artemis. And Artemis, I'm sorting into Hufflepuff because she values loyalty. She sticks with Frank even though he's really gross and wants to fucking dumpsters and shit like that. Um, and she also values honesty when she announces, my name is Artemis and I have a bleached asshole. She gets reprimanded by Sweet D who says that if they're going to be meeting sophisticated men, they need to start acting with class. And Artemis says he was going to find out anyway. So, you know, <laughs> why lie? It's a real Hufflepuff it is. quality. Yeah. Yeah. Being trustworthy. I do, I do remember one episode, the episode where everyone's trying to fa- find out who D's baby, baby daddy, daddy is. Yeah. And Artemis is, she doesn't she scheme? <laughs> <laughs> what does she do? She's this whole a, show is just a bunch of schemes. She's a pivotal part of that show, and I can't remember what it is. That um, episode? Yeah. She's kind of helping them break down the night. It's like a Rashman style episode where we see the point of view of all the different characters and we start to piece things together. But doesn't she, she, she tries to get with somebody else to make Frank jealous. Yeah. Was it Charlie that he, she tried to get with? I can't remember, but everybody's having sex with everybody in that. I think episode, that that so I is. No a, I think that that shows loyalty because she just is. She's just so dedicated to Frank that she's going to try to scheme <laughs> her way to keep him. Yeah. yeah, scheme her way to keep him by trying to get with somebody else to make him jealous. So Hufflepuff, I agree with you. Yeah, I like Artemis. She's really fun, and fun people are Hufflepuff. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's a fact. Mm. How is that a fact, Michelle? Because <laughs> she said it was a fact. It's science. Is it on Google? And we'll talk more about science later. Shout out to Google. <laughs> so okay. I'm up next, the waitress. And I'm putting her into Hufflepuff. She works so many different jobs that it's pretty obvious she's a hard worker. She's been a waitress, a pub manager, a booth owner at a carnival, and she delivered food. And I think she does some other shady shit to get money. Anyway, she also works really hard for a while to get Charlie away from her. And she also works really hard to get Dennis to notice her. So she's just like, you know, working, working it all the time. The working girl. The working girl. (laughs) She fully uses the justice system. Like she uses a restraining order against her stalker, Charlie, Mace's D and Dennis, and just kind of uses sex as a way to get back at people. And that is justice. And that is what Hufflepuff is all about. I like her into Ravenclaw, actually. But okay, why? I think she's just very smart to just not be with Charlie. <laughs> but I also, so I just remember. But not really, episode. though, because, I mean, Charlie was doing all that stuff to actually help her out. Remember that one episode where he, like, stops helping her and then all this bad shit happens to her? Oh, I do you remember know? that episode. Yeah. Sorry, there's so, really, so many episodes in this series. It's insane. It's hard to keep them all straight. Yeah, and they do such dumb shit. I love yeah. it. Great. <laughs> I do remember the episode, though, that Charlie and the waitress get together because she's on drugs. And I do think it's smart of her to just do those drugs and just get with Charlie. <laughs> so Ravenclaw. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think it's smart of her to realize, like, her best chance at having a baby is just to, like, have him with Charlie. <laughs> Yikes. 2020. So you guys are going to go with Ravenclaw? <laughs> yeah, I'll go with Ravenclaw. Yeah, I'll go with Ravenclaw because of that. I mean, I think if we go from the – if you follow the chain, Charlie's mom – gets pregnant with charlie realizes is smart because she realizes she shouldn't have that baby tries to have an abortion it fails the charlie comes out in the world he stalks the waitress he successfully wears her down to the point that she not only would keep a baby with him but is like well you know what fuck it i'm actually gonna actually try to have a baby with him so like it's actually the success story of charlie 
<laughs> yeah, almost he's really aborted, resilient. Aborted to actually, yeah, he's resilient. Almost aborted to actually getting that waitress to have a baby with him. It's it's inspiring. Are we talking about Charlie or the waitress? I'm talking about Charlie at this particular <laughs> moment because I had that thought and I thought it was a good one, but I might be just be drunk. No, I liked it. I think that I like was really it. good. It's really this whole show is about Charlie and his resilience. I really think it, this whole show is just very, very inspiring. <laughs> All right. It inspires me to have a beer every time I watch it. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Same. I'm up next. I'm going to put Frank into Ravenclaw for the and soul. Not reason. Frank Longbottom. This is not Frank Longbottom. Frank Reynolds. Thanks for thank you. Reynolds. Thank you for that clarification, Dana. You're welcome. <laughs> Frank Reynolds. Okay. Reynolds. Is that a joke in the show? No, no. I just that's how I say it. Oh. <laughs> It's like, a, it's like how she says Ramus. She has no idea how to pronounce R-E. <laughs> I'm going to have to put Frank Reynolds <laughs> into Ravenclaw for the sole reason, not purpose, Mish, sole reason, Sorry. that he completely <laughs> covers himself in hand sanitizer naked while laying on the floor so he doesn't get any disease that the gang was quarantined for. Hey. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't know how to do that. that. I'm about to shave all this filthy hair off my body for <laughs> myself and hand sanitizer to get away from Rona. Me yeah. too. <laughs> Frank is such a genius. Yeah, he's very wise um, mm. for doing that. <laughs> it can also be said that Frank is really wise with his money and also creative. Like the time he donated thousands of dollars to an animal rights organization so he can roast them at a charity dinner in Atlantic City. <laughs> He also just randomly buys Lamborghinis and writes checks for millions of dollars and single-handedly funds the gang's schemes. All of that being said, he still lives in a squalor apartment with Charlie, even though he can afford his own place. Frank clearly is watching his money so he doesn't go broke. Hmm. Ravenclaw, right? Smart, yeah. He's yeah. fiscally yeah. responsible. Yeah. I mean, he and- really was a shark in the 80s or whatever made all that money, so it makes sense. <laughs> Oh, yeah. And let's not forget how he thinks having a revolver on him at all times and waves it around like it's whatever, super smart of him. Mm-hmm. So that's why I'm putting him into Ravenclaw. Guns are always smart. Yep. Well, waving it around randomly, it's just that's, smart. Yeah. Makes people afraid of you. Keeps mm-hmm. people away. And I mean, during these times, in these <laughs> times, keeps people away. These <laughs> trying times. And, and what we're referring to there is Rona, of course. <laughs> Rona. <laughs> I'm up next and I'm sorting Mac, otherwise known as Mr. Ronald McDonald. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm sorting Mac into Ravenclaw because he's just fucking smart. Okay. God. So while everybody else in the gang is just taking it on faith that evolution is the real deal, he's the only one thinking critically about this shit and looking at the words of, you know, those glorious saints who wrote the Bible. So, (laughs) for example, take Aristotle. He was the smartest scientist in the whole world, and he believed the sun revolved around the earth. And then Galileo comes along and disproves that, making Aristotle look like a bitch. (laughs) Or Isaac Newton. This fool died eating mercury. Another stupid bitch. Yeah, Mac knows that science is a liar sometimes. And he convinces everybody except for dumb, dumb Dennis, who still believes in just those words that some men he's never met wrote about data and figures and everything. He convinces everybody but him that there's some real doubt around this evolution stuff. And I mean, honestly, if you really think about it, believing in evolution does make you sound like a stupid science bitch. <laughs> so Mac is the scholar of the group, guys. I would like to say that I am a self-proclaimed... What was it? Proclaimed science bitch? Yeah, science bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a science bitch. <laughs> 
<laughs> yep. Mac in Ravenclaw. The other thing that you can say for Ravenclaw is that he's creative. Like, think about that bike he made with the thing that comes out of the seat to keep you from sitting down. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's really good. And not for any other reason, such as butt sex. That's what that's for. So that's really creative. Yeah, that was creative. He is innovative. Making shit left and right. Drinking beers. Doing ocular pat downs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did Mac. have the idea to go try out for the Eagles at the link. So mm -hmm. him and Dennis both. D was also there, but I'll get into that in a couple seconds, I guess. Yeah, that's a good part of D. I like that. But it was Mac's idea is the point. The yeah. man was making. Yeah. So he's the Ravenclaw. Okay. Yeah, he's a Ravenclaw. I'm cool with that. I'm up next and I have D and God damn it. I was tempted to put sweet D into Ravenclaw, you know, because she looks like a bird, but she's probably a Gryffindor. I love it. You're welcome, Amanda. <laughs> she's my favorite character, so I'll take her into my house. Okay. She's an aspiring actress. And for someone that's such a bad actress, that's pretty brave. And she's really competitive. For example, she dominates at the Eagles football tryouts and, you know, <laughs> then hurts herself. Typical Gryffindor. Yeah, reckless. Reckless. <laughs> <laughs> and we can't forget that she's extremely reckless you know? <laughs> she cons the irs for that surrogate baby she loses her cat in a wall she got addicted to cocaine she apparently set her college roommate on fire and she passed out drunk in the trash being set on fire by frank twice so <laughs> she's a gryffindor mm -hmm. i agree with gryffindor she gets up on stage and she almost vomits. She's gagging so hard at a nervousness. But the point is she gets up on stage. So Gryffindor. Yeah. Bravery. And I mean, like that episode where she's so depressed from her life that she doesn't even care anymore. And she just goes up and she's funny because she's just like, is, you know, she doesn't care whether she lives or dies. So who cares if people think she's funny or not? She goes up and now suddenly she's amazingly hilarious. Mm -hmm. So, you know, reckless to not care about your own life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all right so are we done with d mm -hmm. and she's also a she's a bird <laughs> yeah so i'm up next i'm gonna sort charlie into ravenclaw i believe it was very wise of him to sell most of his shares to mac and dennis for a half of a sandwich because i too love sandwiches <laughs> um, he also marries frank so that he could get benefits from frank's insurance and so that Frank can be assured that Charlie will not pull the plug if Frank fell into a coma. Very smart of him to figure out the insurance fraud. <laughs> Charlie is also very clever with his schemes, especially when it comes to manipulating the waitress. Some examples of this are when Charlie pretended he was dying of cancer in a failed attempt to get the waitress to sleep with him. When Charlie tries to manipulate Dennis into sleeping with both Charlie's and Mac's mom in an attempt to get the waitress to sleep with him out of revenge. Charlie pretended to be in love with another woman in order to make the waitress jealous. Charlie is also really great at pretending to be other people, I think. And the, the show shows the imagination of his cleverness. When he has a nervous breakdown similar to John Nash in A Beautiful Mind and imagines a huge conspiracy is happening around him, he believes himself to be a genius gender similar to Will Hunting from Good Will Hunting. And most notably when he dresses in Green Man. Also, Charlie invented kitten mittens. <laughs> and i'm going to end charlie's segment with dayman fighter of the nightman he's clever enough to come up with an entire musical and writes all the songs in it and i truly believe he is the champion of the sun and deserves to be in ravenclaw <laughs> he also writes that great song from the episode where they're trying to win the award go fuck yourself <laughs> 
This is amazing. And he always puts spiders in the songs, I think. So that's good too. That's good you. shit. You love you love spiders, right, Amanda? Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> They're my favorite animal. <laughs> <laughs> They're not an animal. <laughs> Way back to the beginning when you were That's funny. when you were talking about how it is smart of him to trade his shares for half a sandwich. Not just smart because sandwiches are great, but smart to only do half a sandwich because you gotta watch those calories. Yeah. <laughs> for real. He's the best. I, I really love Charlie. He's so funny in the show. I mean, the episode where he prepares for the health inspector. Oh, yes. That oh. is a genius level. Yeah. Such a good example of being a Ravenclaw, you're right. <laughs> Not only does he successfully make their disgusting bar look like it's up to code, but he's also dealing with the fact that they all are doing this stupid shit and he's somehow let, like making sure that they're all coordinated yeah. and <laughs> plays that amazing prank on D at the end. What prank? <laughs> he, he keeps banging the stool, so when she sits on the stool, it falls over. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, yeah, that that is really funny. <laughs> All right, I'm ready for Dennis. <laughs> All right, I'm up next, and I am sorting Dennis Reynolds. Reynolds. All right, look, guys. I could have come over here. No, I'm not going anywhere because of COVID, guys. <laughs> Social distancing. The Rona. The Rona. Look, I could have come in here with some weak, half-assed reasons for why we should sort Dennis into Hufflepuff. Like, oh, he's such a great guy deep down. Oh, he just <laughs> wants women to get to experience him in all his golden glory. Oh. He is such a great guy deep down, though. <laughs> I could have come in and done that, but I think our listeners would see that coming or see right through that shit. Okay? Mm-hmm. So, instead, I'm just going to be straight up here. Dennis is an evil genius mastermind. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh. look at the piles and piles of evidence okay we've got the dentist system he's out there yes, the manipulating women into not just sleeping with him but he's so legend that he makes them become emotionally dependent on him so that he can get off on ha- and dropping them and seeing the turmoil he puts their lives into okay yep and then he inspires hope afterwards inspires <laughs> inspires hope there's always hope genius okay he and mac get a boat listen don't worry those women are not in any danger, but you know, it's the, it's the implication that he creates, right? The implication that they're going to get raped <laughs> means that they will just sleep with him without him having to worry about actually getting real consent. Genius. Okay. He sets his room up with not just cameras, <laughs> but what appears to be some kind of sick, demented escape room scheme, all for his viewing pleasure without even having to actually like touch anyone. He gets off, right? <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of getting off. <laughs> <laughs> he gets off pretending to be Brian Lefebvre, digging so deep into this fake persona that he's going to bang that little dude in that locker room. He was going to do it. Oh, in, even when Mac chickened out like a little science bitch and bolted. <laughs> like a little science bitch. <laughs> so when he's sitting there and he gets called out for not being Brian Lefebvre, oh yeah, he got off. <laughs> and guys, listen, I could go on and on and on all day. And I'm sure that we would enjoy that, but we should probably wrap it up at some some point. So here's the point. Dennis Reynolds is, in fact, actually a Hufflepuff because all that shit takes work. Okay. <laughs> Dennis is the hardest working person in the gang. It's more it's more strenuous than Charlie work. It's harder to do than Max ocular pat down security bullshit. It's definitely harder than all of whatever Frank is doing under that bridge all day. It takes loads of time. What about and, D? And it's harder than being a bird. It takes- <laughs> It takes loads of time, effort, and meticulous planning. An obvious Hufflepuff, if I ever saw one. 
You know what? I just like. I love Dennis. So good. (laughs) Yeah, he belongs in Hufflepuff for sure. And now it's time for the magical mashup. Magical mashup. I decided to come up with names for the books that would be like names for the titles of episodes. Oh, love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the first book, The Gang Finds a Pretty Stone. (laughs) (laughs) I I like it. The second book, The Gang Spends a Lot of Time in the Bathroom. (laughs) (laughs) Book number three, The Gang Goes Back in Time. Kind of. (laughs) (laughs) The Gang Gets a Hippogriff. Sorry. (laughs) Book number four, The Gang Wins a Goblet? Question mark? (laughs) (laughs) Number five, The Gang Leads Sirius to His Death. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Book six, The Gang Gets Lucky. (laughs) Because <laughs> I feel it, I get it. In book seven, the gang spends a lot of time in the woods. Oh, I have. I was gonna go with the gang goes camping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> For the goblet of fire, it could be the scene of Dumbledore being like, "No one under the age of seventeen is gonna." be in this tournament and then it's like Harry enters the Triwizard Tournament. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or it's like in book one it's like just a reminder no one should go to this corridor on the third floor or whatever it is and it's like the gang, the ga- the gang needs fluffy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same with the Forbidden Forest. The gang <laughs> is made to go to the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> the gang gets detention to the Forbidden Forest. <laughs> This is a segment called Mad Eye Moody Lives. Are you barking mad? So I, I, I came up with, well, okay, I found a monologue in the Harry Potter series. And I am going to ask my sisters to change some words out for other words within the monologue. It's going to be funny. I can never get through this. So I'm kind of scared. Okay, so Bird. I need a noun. Bird. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need another noun. Fight milk. adjective sunny another adjective wet okay and another adjective enormous i need a noun pub scheming noun glory hull (laughs) glory hull proper noun patties noun beer adjective Golden God. Godlike. If you need to make it more. Golden Godlike. Hold on. Oh, that works. Golden God works. <laughs> Noun. D's car. <laughs> A verb. Manipulate. Adjective. Crazy. Verb. Masturbate. Mm-hmm. Oh. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, my God. So this is the monologue that Umbridge has in the beginning of Order of the Phoenix when Dumbledore announces her in the beginning and she wasn't supposed to make a speech, but she makes a speech. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, ready. Thank you, Bird, for those fight milk words of welcome and how sunny to see your wet enormous scheming pubs up at me. (laughs) I'm sure we're all going to be very good glory 
Paddy's has always considered the education of young beer of vital importance, although each, <laughs> although each headmaster has brought something new to this glory god. Dee's car, for the sake of Dee's car, must be discouraged. <laughs> Let us manipulate what must be manipulated, crazy what can be crazied, and masturbate practices that ought to be prohibited. <laughs> Thanks, bird. <laughs> oh, man. It, it made very little sense. And it was great. <laughs> All right. It's time to spill that Veritas serum. The time has come for answers. Have you brought the Veritas serum? So this one's actually from Joey, because those are the only people I ever see and hang out with. Okay. So what would Harry, Ron, and Hermione be doing in quarantine? Well, Hermione would be reading. Reading. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot yeah. of reading, which I've been doing a lot of reading. I've read eight books since this started. Oh, yeah. I've Justin done... has mentioned to me because we are all friends on Goodreads. And he's like, your sister read two books in the time frame it took me to read one. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, she is insane. Anyway, Hermione would be reading 100%. Yes. Yeah, and Ron would that. be trying to get her to stop reading and entertain him. I think yeah. he would just be eating snacks, drinking drinks, watching the tube. Definitely all of that. The for tube. Sure. Do they have yeah. the tube in, in, in No, I don't know. Well, I think right? once he found out what a TV was from like being at Hermione's parents' house for like Thanksgiving dinner or something, he'd be like, Oh, we're getting one of those. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah, and definitely. you know, he always he's always eating, so he's definitely just been eating. Yeah. They don't celebrate he, Thanksgiving in Britain, but you know what I mean. Boxing he day. has definitely gained the <laughs> yeah. The quarantine fifteen. Yeah, he's definitely gained the quarantine fifteen. A hundred, yeah. Harry is probably I don't know what Harry's doing. Yeah, Harry is I mean, Harry's with Jenny, right? He's always trying to save people, so maybe he's like out on the front line somehow. Oh, Harry's having definitely. issues, I think. I think Harry's having issues. With this quarantine, because he can't, he can't actually do anything. He has a saving people problem, so he keeps trying to sneak out and help. And Jenny has to keep being like, "Hey, you're not a medical professional. Stop yeah, telling you're people not to inject. Stop, <laughs> yeah, stop telling people to inject disinfectant into them." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So he must just be like sad on on the couch. Yeah, yeah he's, he's really probably. depressed. He's yeah. he's like just a sad sack. He's like, not doing mm. well. Yeah, that sounds about right. And I mean, I'm not doing much either. I'm like Ron. I'm ma- mainly just eating snacks. Did you gain the quarantine 15? I have not. I have not either, which is amazing to me. Yeah, I'm shocked. But I, I think like- I've lost all my muscle mass. You know, all those muscles I had. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I had so many. No, I have none. <laughs> I'm reading, like I said, but and also playing Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> just being a big old nerd up in here. <laughs> Pretty much just hiking. I'm basically just taking care of my child 24-7. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Which I love and adore. He's just a little bit exhausting. Yeah. Yeah. I get it. So the snacks come in handy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. And the alcohol. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And the alcohol. (laughs) Shout out to alcohol. (laughs) Thanks so much for your help in these trying times. (laughs) What would we do without you? Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed our Always Sunny in Philadelphia episode. Don't forget to like, save, subscribe, rate us five stars, and leave a nice review. Please follow us on Instagram at sloppy.sorting.hat and on Twitter at sloppy sorting. Feel free to send us questions and suggestions. Until next time, stay sloppy. 
We used to be losers like all of you people. (laughs) 